Hello, hello. Welcome to the Change with Him Real Bar Redeemed podcast. This is Sarah, and I'm super excited about today because it's what do you do when you don't want to pray, when you don't want to, or you don't feel like it, or you don't feel like you have the energy to, the ability to, or the capacity to. Um, It's a lot, right? To think that, well, I have to pray in a certain way. I have to pray for a certain length of time. I have to pray in this way. I have to pray the Lord's Prayer. I don't even know what the Lord's Prayer is. I mean, personally, I have it written down in my prayer room on a sticky note, and I know it's sometimes it just depends, right? It depends on what's going on in your mind. Sometimes your mind feels so flooded and so filled and so inundated with other things that you forget the things that you know, you know, when you know, you know them. And it's like, well, I know, I know the Lord's prayer. Sometimes when I'm really super dropped in, I'm like, oh, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm like, okay, well, I know part of it, but I know that that's not all of it. So if I'm missing part of it, why try? Why even spend any time with it at all? Because I've already started by getting it wrong. And that is totally a lie from the enemy. Anytime we feel like we can't pray, we don't want to pray, we don't know how to pray, that is the enemy saying, there's another way. You don't have to do it that way. See, the Lord is constricting. He wants you to believe and think and feel that it has to be this way or else it's not good enough. And it really all comes down to that. That's the most penetrating, most damaging internal unconscious belief that we have, that we carry, that we desire to be free from that we're not enough, that we're not enough as we are to come to the Lord as we are. And that is honestly sometimes how I pray when I don't feel like praying. I'm like, you know, God, (laughs) I get a little sassy and a little snippy with them. I get a little spicy with them and it's okay. He wants us to just come to him. And that's really what prayer should be. It should be a coming to him right where we are, knowing and trusting and having faith and believing that We don't need to get all jazzed up or dolled up to come to him. And I think a lot of times when we think about church, when I do anyway, in the old way, we look at people and the way they dressed and the way they got all presented and dolled up and dressed up and jazzed up. And they, they literally wore their quote unquote Sunday's best. And there are more times than not in my life where I feel like, you know, F the Sunday's best. I, I don't feel like getting dressed up. I don't feel like putting makeup on. I don't feel like taking a shower. I don't feel like shaving. I don't feel like getting cleaned up. And the Lord honestly never said that anywhere in the Bible. Uh, before you come to me, before you come to worship and spend time with me, you must be cleaned up, dolled up, jazzed up, dressed up, and be wearing your Sunday's best. That is the thing that the world made up. That is the thing that the enemy wants you to believe that you need. And it's just simply not true. But I think with a lot of us carrying around those thoughts or those beliefs, we feel the thing. We feel like, you know what? Screw this. I I don't want to pray. I'm not going to pray today. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I have so much going on in my life. Like there, there's just so many things. So yeah, I, I just don't want to, I don't feel like it. I don't care about it. I don't have time. And that is literally what you can pray. (laughs) when you're like, I don't know what to pray. I don't feel like praying. I don't want to pray. Sometimes my prayers are just that. They're a simple, open, honest conversation. Sometimes there's swear words in my prayer because I'm like, hey, big man upstairs. All right. You want me to pray to you today? All right. I'm supposed to pray to you. Well, (laughs) well, let's have some time together because that's what prayer is supposed to be, right? It's just time together. So you want to hear from me? All right. Well, here's what's going on. And, And just come to him with open arms, come to him with honesty, come to him with everything. And when I pray this way, I generally find that, that I I have this experience of relief. I oftentimes start crying and 
<laughs> there must be something going on. Maybe it's pregnancy, but <laughs> whatever it is, there's there are always things going on. There are always ways that God is working in us and through us and for us. There are always, it's just this revelation and this deep connection and awareness that he's always there for us. He's always in support of us. He's always rooting for us, cheering for us, backing us, going in front of us, behind us, like all the things. And when we don't think that prayer needs to be a certain thing or in a certain way or or spiritual or biblical or that we need to be cleaned up or dressed up or jazzed up, we can simply pray. We can simply speak. We don't have to speak it out loud. We don't have to share our prayers with other people. We can if we want. Honestly, that's like the most intimate thing that we can do. And it's a thing that stops people from thinking that they can do the thing because <clears throat> I didn't pray in the right way, right? It wasn't super powerful, Holy Spirit filled. It was just like, uh, God, thanks for today. <laughs> thanks for everything you've done. Amen. <laughs> like, prayer can be that simple and that easy. If you think about it, like children don't have all these fancy words and this expanded vocabulary to use. And they don't know the Bible, right? Like an adult would if they read it and really spend a lot of time with it. And God really doesn't care. Yeah, it's powerful to pray scripture. It's powerful to just grab your Google machine and look up, you know, what can I pray if I'm feeling this way? What can I pray if I'm feeling anxious? What can I pray if I'm feeling scared? What can I pray if I'm feeling sad? Give me scripture. What scripture to pray if? But you don't even have to do that. And sometimes that feels too overwhelming. Like it's too much. It's too daunting. It's like, ah, no, literally, <laughs> Yeah, you can, you can pray the Lord's prayer. It's a great prayer to pray. Great. How do you say that? <laughs> a great prayer to pray. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. It's a great prayer to pray, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I think a lot of times the enemy is at work and is at play in our little sandbox of faith when we're thinking, I not today. I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I, it just, uh, that's asking too much. We can literally pray that. We can say, God, I'm just, this is too much. Like, uh, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling about it. And this is the way that it's impacting me. And I know that you're the one that can do a thing to turn it around, change it around to, you know, you just, your Bible says you're going to fight till I'm found. Well, I feel like you're not finding me. I feel like you've left me uh, lost in the dark. I feel like I'm in a room and I'm trying to search for the, the light switch. I'm like bumping into walls. I'm bumping into stuff. I'm getting bruised. I'm getting torn up. I'm getting cut up. I, I'm, I feel like I'm bleeding here. And, you know, if I can just find the light somewhere, the little switch that I just need to flick, I, I maybe can see better. And maybe there will be like a little first aid kit in the corner that I can use to patch myself up. Or that is how I'm feeling right now. That is what I'm experiencing right now. And yeah. You wanted me to pray? Here's my prayer for you today. Help me find the freaking light switch because I'm tired of this. That can be a prayer. Like <laughs> literally prayer is just conversation. I think the enemy sometimes wants, comes in and wants us to think it has to be complex. It has to be a particular way, a certain way. We have to say a certain thing in a certain order in order for him to hear it, in order for it to like make it to the top of the inbox, you know, of God's Gmail account. Like, <laughs> well, just send it to me and I'll, I'll see what I can do about it. Like what? <laughs> like, I think a lot of times we think it's that way or we think, you know, 
I just can't be bothered. I've got so much to do. My plate is so full. But the cool thing is when we spend time in prayer, regardless of how much time, whether it's literally two seconds by just saying, God help, or whether it's 20 minutes or whether it's two hours, whether we're praying with our eyes open and, or, you know, we, it's not like, oh, you have to sit there. It has to be quiet. Your hands have to be touching in front of you, prayer position, your eyes must be closed. You must begin by dropping in and listening to worship music and really feeling the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. These things may happen that way. It may go a certain way. And if they do, great. If they don't, just as great. It doesn't have to be a certain way. And I think the story and perhaps the belief that it has to look, feel, or be a certain way will prevent us from praying today. We'll, we'll allow in the excuses and the stories of, I don't have time. I just can't be bothered. I don't feel like it. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Right? I, I just, I need a nap. I'm too tired. There's so much I have to deal with. Sometimes our prayers, mine anyway, are like, God, I don't... <clears throat> I have so much going on. I just, I don't feel like I can do all this. So, um, yeah, if you could help with some of this, however you're going to help, whatever way help from you looks like, I mean, I'll take it. I will take anything at this point, right? And almost a desperation. And, and that's really all God wants to know from us is what is really going on. He wants us to be honest with him. He wants us to be truthful with him, just like we would with the best friend. One of God's names is best friend. Weird to think about it that way sometimes, but it's really not. Like anything that you would openly and honestly tell your best friend, your friend who is your best, like who you could tell anything to, who you trust, who you know wouldn't judge you because you know just as much about them and you would never do that to them. And treating God like a best friend because he is, because he can be, because he desires to be, because he wants to be. But a lot of us are like, well, no, I got to get cleaned up. It's not a hot first date. <laughs> like you can show up in your dirty, stretched out, like unwashed sweatpants in, in your nasty hair that you haven't washed for days. And, you know, you've just thrown a pound of dry shampoo in it and called it a day. Like he doesn't care. It, really like, wow, you stink. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's not smelling you. <laughs> He's not like, oh, go shower first and then talk to me. It's not like that with him, but a lot of us think, well, I need to come in a certain way. I need to have this certain presence. I need to be this certain thing before he'll listen to me, before he'll start to care about me, before he'll really shower me with his love, with his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. That is not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. And so many things we take on are things that are not true. And those are the things that, as we take on, keep us separated from him and keep us from coming to him, keep us feeling distant from him, keep us longing for him. And it's good to have a longing for him. I mean, if we didn't, we wouldn't believe that we need him. And we do. We all do. Literally, we're nothing without him. <clears throat> and without him, I mean, where are you going eternally forever? You're going one of two places. And the cool thing is you get to choose. And of course, God wants you to choose <laughs> to be with him and live with him forever, not just on this side of heaven. But I think a lot of us think in short term, in in that term of, okay, well, let me just get through today. Oh my God, I have a case of the Mondays. My brother said that. 
I don't know what today is Wednesday, but my brother said that on Monday I saw him and uh, he was picking up his son. And I'm like, hey, how's work? <laughs> and he was like, it's work. It's Monday. And I'm like, well, Monday is a great day to have a great day, right? For me, it is anyway, because I'm like, it really doesn't matter what day it is. I know that I always get to walk with him every day, all day and always every day. And I'm like, that is something to say yes to. That is something to, to like, just be excited about. It's not what day of the week it is. It's who I get to walk with it. And regardless of the day, regardless of what is going on that day or what's going to go on that day next week, it it's not a thing. It's like, okay, God, you're always there. You're always with me. You are faithful till the end. And with him, there is no end because with him, we're with him forever and ever. Amen. And I think that's the thing that we're like... <clears throat> Well, I need to be good enough. I need to present this particular certain resume to you so that you will let me in. So I'll get hired. So you'll say yes to me. And and it's not that, but those are such like way of the world kind of things. But a lot of us take these concepts and constructs and ways of the world and we project them onto our relationship with God and with Jesus and with who he say he is and with what we, what we say he can do. Well, yeah, I mean, you can do this for that person, but I don't know. When it comes to me and dealing with this thing, I just, I just don't know. So don't worry about it. I got it. I can handle it on my own. I miss Independent, right? I miss Kelly Clarkson Jr. I've got it, and I'm just going to sing along to it. I'm just going to praise my way out of it. I praise myself for all the accomplishments that I have and the achievements that I have and for the strength that I have. And I joke when people are like, oh, I'm so strong. I used to say that. So I joke about myself, right? I'm so strong. I'm strong and courageous in and of your own strength. I mean, look at Samson, right? The story of Samson in the Bible. Like he thought that as well. He was full of pride and ego. <laughs> I was reading that story with my daughter the other day. And then uh, I read it in the, you know, children's, the illustrated Bible. And then I read it in my Bible and I'm like, oh, <laughs> very different. Um, same story, right? It's biblical, but very, very different experience. Samson's full of pride and ego <clears throat> and uh, got the best of him. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think that's true with a lot of us. Um, or we're not praying with a humble heart because we're thinking that we have to pray a certain way. Uh, where's the the humbleness? Where's the humility as we come to him exactly as we are, who we are, and and in our dirtiness, in our messiness, and saying, God, hey, this is just a little crazy right now. Um, yeah. I think a lot of times what's going on when we feel that way or we believe that we have to present ourselves in a certain way is we don't want him to see how we have been. We've been knowingly giving in to sin. Uh, oh, I know that's true. I know that is so true for me. Thankfully, he's because <laughs> I invite him in every day. Hey, Jesus, uh, you know, I think my life's pretty clean right now, but there's some messes. There's And there's some messes I've probably been trying to hide from you. There's some beliefs I've been trying to run from you instead of bring to you. So there's some areas in my life, you know, in the metaphorical closet of my mind or my heart or my emotion or whatever that I'm like, I can handle this. I've got it. I don't need you. You've given me the willpower, the strength, right? And it's your strength. It's not mine, right? And I'm asking, Father, may your will be done and not my own. Uh, but I know there's some places I'm still holding on to trying to do it my will, my way. Will you show me that today? And maybe I feel like, well, he didn't listen to me because he didn't show it to me. But I feel like it is that. 
it is the constant pull to doing it our own way or returning to the way of the world or thinking or believing it has to look or be a certain way because we want a certain person to say a certain thing about us or to us that makes us feel good. But really, God's not so much about feeling good. He's just about knowing you and knowing everything about you and wanting you to trust him so much that anything it is and whatever it is, you feel safe to bring it with to him and that you just simply talk to him. You simply have a conversation with him. And a lot of times we think, well, have to pray. It has to sound a certain way. It has to be holy. It has to be righteous. And there need to be angels singing in the background. Okay. Like all the great worship artists of our time must want to come pounding and knocking on our door saying, Oh my gosh, can I please like harmonize with you while you're praying? That was amazing. That's generally not the way that prayer is. <laughs> generally it's choppy. It's rough. It's a lot of ums and a lot of ahs and a lot of, I feel ridiculous. Honestly, I feel so stupid because I don't know what to say. And yeah, so, or, and, or this happens to me often, we feel bad because suddenly we'd be literally in the middle of a prayer or just a conversation, communication, talking to him. And then I notice, especially this happens to me a lot when I'm praying silently, I will just start thinking about another thing. I'll start thinking about a situation or a person or like, what did they mean by that? Or this is what I would have said, or, oh, I wonder what God wanted me to get from that. And then I'll construct and come up with my own thing and then realize, oh man, I stepped out of prayer. Sorry, God. I was totally over there thinking about something else. I'm sorry. So anyways, let's continue the prayer. So God, here's what's going on. Um, I don't know what else to say to you. Maybe I should just read my Bible more. I don't think I read my Bible enough. I know that the word is, is how you communicate and how you talk to me and how I, you know, one way that I can hear from you. So, um, maybe I should just stop right now and go read the Bible. I don't know what chapter to read though. Will you show me what passage to read? Okay, nothing. <laughs> um, okay, well, that went well. Um, anyways, God, I just pray for people who are hurting. Um, yeah, the world's kind of crazy. Obviously, you already knew that because you know everything. All right, God, I feel ridiculous. Okay, I, I gotta go. Okay, I prayed. And sometimes it's like that, that was dumb. That was so dumb. I'm sure God's like laughing at me. I'm sure he didn't even hear that because he only hears prayers if they're said in a certain way or they sound all fancy and flowy and biblical and spiritual and powerful. Like, I didn't even know what words to say. I sounded like, like a little kindergartner who's just learning how to put sentences together. And I think a lot of times we, especially when we're tired, when we're angry, when we're frustrated, when we're stressed, when we're busy, and there's a lot of things going on in our life, we get frustrated because we think that prayer has to look, sound, feel a certain way, or else it's not heard, or else it's like ranked lower in this imaginary falsified prayer system that we've illogically come up with. And we're like, well, that's like hit the hit rock bottom of the barrel of the, the prayers, right? <laughs> so <clears throat> anyways, all right. Got other things to do now, yeah? 
And, and then we go on and we do the other things that we need to do. And then we just continue to stress and get worried about the things that we need to do. When we're going to get them done, how we're going to get them done. And then our mind is filled with worry. It's filled with doubt. It's filled with anxiety. It's filled with things that we unknowingly are going to project on to others. And then we're like, sorry, it wasn't really about that. Well, what was it about? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Right. And we really literally take this whole, I don't want to talk about it thing with other people. And we have that same experience in relationship with God. I just don't want to talk about it. Well, here's the thing. He already knows about it. He's always known about it. He'll always know about it. Why not talk about it with him? Why not just say, God, I don't feel like talking to you. Honestly, I'm quite pissed off. And and feel free to come throw in some cuss words. Honestly, I do sometimes and I know he can handle it because he's a God of all things. So he can handle anything. And I'm like, maybe this isn't biblical or spiritual to speak to you this way. And obviously you don't deserve to be spoken to this way. But you want me to be truthful and honest with you? Here's what the F is going on. Okay? And here's how I feel about it. And here's what I don't think that you've done with it. And this is why I don't think that you care about me or love me. And here's why I think you're laughing and mocking my suffering. Uh, Yeah, I know you're probably not because you're God and, you know, things and people say you don't do that. And you don't treat people that way. As you treat people the way that you want to be treated. But hey, you know what, God, the Bible says that you were, you were mocked and you were laughed at and you were ridiculed and you did suffer. So maybe you are treating me that way. And if you are, that's really messed up. That's really effed up. So yeah, anyways, that's how I feel right now. (laughs) And I feel like God loves the transparency. I feel like he loves the honesty. And here's the truth about him. He can handle anything. That can be a prayer. Is it the most beautiful, holy, righteous, angel singing, choirs rejoicing kind of prayer? You can say it is or it isn't, and it really doesn't matter what you say. What matters is what God says. And God is always going to say thank you when you come to him. He's always going to say thank you. I've got this. Be kind of relationship with him. Relationships are built around communication and conversation. How great would your relationship be with your lover, your partner, your spouse, your husband, your wife, your children with very, very limited communication, conversation, and connection? Because those all lead to connection. They're all at the heart of a relationship. And it's the same thing with God, with our with our Father. It's the same thing with Jesus. It requires communication and conversation. I was at a thing the other day and someone mentioned the word brutal honesty. And it was funny because that was the second time that came up that day. It came up earlier that day when I was speaking with my mom. And I'm like, isn't that kind of an oxymoron, brutal honesty? And I actually, here, earlier, I was going to write a post about it. So I Googled it. Thank you, Google. Brutal honesty is a term. Brutal honesty is a term used to describe a communication style that is completely honest and does not hold anything back. It is about not telling white lies, as if lies have a color, to make a person feel better or withholding information they might find hurtful. When someone declares themselves brutally honest, they are informing you that they're about to hurt you, that you should not experience but, but that you should not experience any hurt because they're just being honest. God can handle honesty. He desires honesty because honesty is truthfulness. 
right? There's a little picture if you decide to Microsoft being this search, brutal honesty, meaning, and there's a compass with an arrow and the Bible talks about arrows, right? Flaming arrows being thrown at us, furled at us, hurled at us from the enemy and our, our shield that we're part of the armor of God that we're called to carry and, and keep and hold on to and wear and put in our hand every day to keep from this. And that's what the enemy is doing. He's hurling these flaming arrows at us. Not literally, like I've never experienced someone hurling a flaming arrow at me. Thank God. Like I never want to metaphorically anyway, it feels like I have, but not literally. And I think so often we take things literally and that's, that's not the key, <laughs> but this arrow has a red tip and it's pointing to the word truth. And <laughs> hmm. there's another question I want to share here because it's interesting. Is brutal honesty a bad thing? That feedback you, that feedback gives you new things to contemplate, possess questions and probes at deeply rooted behavior patterns. Brutal honesty, then, is neither a good thing or a bad thing. It's simply a thing. It's a thing God can handle. God can handle you in, in all of your emotions and all of your feelings and all of your thoughts and all of your, your verbs, your nouns, your pronouns, your actions, whether you mess them up and twist them around. He just wants a relationship with you. He just wants you to talk to him. And he doesn't want a superficial, made-up fake relationship with him where you feel like in order to come to him, you have to be shined up, polished up, cleaned up, dressed up. He knows the real you, the truth of you, the dirty, messy, unshowered, unshaved you. And that is the you that he loves. And regardless of whether you're clean or not externally, physically, <laughs> he wants you to come to him. And that's all that prayer is is communication, conversation, connection. It's a relationship with him and it does not have to look or feel or be a certain way. And anyone who says that it has to be is not telling you a thing that's going to help you, encourage you, motivate you, or support you in your growth, in your walk through this crazy, crazy wild ride called life. That's really what God wants. He just wants a relationship with us why send his son Jesus so that we know, all right, God, you get it. You've walked this earth. You've experienced the craziness of this earth and this world and nothing has changed. History continues to repeat itself. And this is my experience with everything going on in this world. And yeah, it's nothing new to you. And I don't know what to do. Could you teach me, guide me, show me, walk with me, reveal a thing because I'm stuck and I'm pissed about being stuck. I'm frustrated and I'm really upset about being frustrated. And sometimes you're going to use much more colorful adult language to express your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, and he can handle it all. He wants it all. He wants all of you, not just the, you know, polished up part of you that looks shiny, new, and pretty. He doesn't care. He really doesn't care about that part. He loves that part too, but he loves all of you. So when you don't feel like praying, you can start your prayer with, hey, I don't feel like praying. I really don't. If I'm being quite frank and quite honest with you, if I'm being brutally honest with you, God, I don't feel like praying. Maybe because I don't feel like you care. Maybe because I don't feel like you hear my prayers. And he 
likes to know that a he already knows it b he wants you to be truthful with him and that is being truthful with him and you look at brutal honesty it points to truth you don't have to be afraid of hurting god you can't <laughs> literally you can't what hurts him is if you think you can and that thinking that you can keeps you from him keeps you from talking to him sharing with him, being open with him, and being honest with him. So if you don't feel like praying, I hope you just remember this. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's just your way. And he loves your way because he created you that way. He created you with everything that you have, everything you think, everything you feel. And he wants a relationship with you because he is your creator. Your creator loves you. And it's a relationship it's not religion. It doesn't have to be the Matthew 6 way. The how do I pray when the disciples were like, Lord, how do I pray? Right? It, it's you can look it up. How how does God teach people how to pray? <clears throat> how did Jesus people teach people how to pray? It, it's simple. I think we oftentimes make it too complicated and when it feels too complicated and we are experiencing a lot of complication in our life, it feels like it just adds to the complication pile and we're like mm, no I'm trying to minimize that pile not maximize it not add to it uh, i want to take from it i want things to be taken from it i don't want things to be added to it and prayer feels like you know what just throw that there in the pile i'll get to it when i get to it but when we get to prayer when we just open up and we have a simple blatant open honest truthful conversation with god about anything and about everything we watch that pile minimize shrink and decrease and we don't have to wonder how we just know that and it's the coolest thing it really is the coolest thing so if you're stuck or struggling or wondering how to pray just remember these things okay just come to him with everything just tell him exactly what you're feeling what's going on right now where you are you can even get a little sued you can get a little spicy it's okay he can handle it he created the spice <laughs> he's gotten that way too and he will if if you continue to live in the belief that you can't come to him the way you are.